Hello, hello, hello. We are back, LTT family, with episode eight on reactions and responses as we continue our journey through understanding what trash really means. And I have my partner in crime here, Janine Capello, with me again as we dive into this. And so let's get this conversation going. Let's start. So we've been learning about how to gain mastery over reactions and responses. And for me, and I know Janine, you've shared with me in other conversations that are not recorded, it's been years for you too of deliberate and intentional yes. work, right? Yes. So that we can gain the mastery and the control over how we react and respond, whether it's with our body, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And I know that during that time, I've had to resist the gravitational pull of my default setting not to go nuclear, right? Not to go into Phoenix mode. And at times, Janine and listeners, that can be exhausting. When you are struggling against yourself to gain an outcome that you want, but I want to tell you, exhausting or not, continue with the struggle. I call that creative tension. It's moving you from what Janine said, from where you are to where you want to be. And it's the point in the middle where the creative tension is happening. The struggle is happening like the caterpillar in, it, in its cocoon where you're building the muscle memory for this new behavior that you want to pull forward. And the results on the other side of that are transformational. You're a new man. You're a new woman. You're a new young person. You're a new child. It's never too early to make these adjustments. And what I found, Janine, was that my communication style was different. And can I dare to say my communication style as I moved from nuclear to balanced and understand I was answering the questions of life, I was becoming a solution. I became more influential and impactful. Yes, absolutely. The people around me. And I want, and I know you want the same outcome for everybody that's listening to us. So can we continue the conversation or reactions and responses today? Yes, this is Let's Talk Trash with Valerie Cheney. Let's get the conversation started. So last episode, we zeroed in on those reactions, right? And Janine shared some incredible information about how our bodies, that lizard brain, that thing always blows me away every time you talk about it. Because I was like, dang, I was like really stuck in lizard brain. And that's not attractive at all. <laughs> I'm glad I was learning from that, right? We talked about what was happening in our bodies and how to reset that default setting. And I gave you that soul sweep of becoming somebody who is patient and has self-control and self-restraint and get in the presence of God and truly look at yourself and really do some investigation. We talked about understanding yourself, your patterns, 
What is your default reactions? We talked about really getting in touch with what part of the triggers, trauma, and trace elements are informing you and how you react, right? We also talked about changing your mind and coming up with the difference you want in your life and then being accountable to do the work. And so after that, Janine, I did receive a few comments about that episode and what we talked about. And this is what was interesting. And so I want to focus us in around this today, that most of the people were saying things like, oh my gosh, I so appreciate that. This was incredible. I learned so much. But a lot of them focused their comments around, I've always thought, Valerie, that reactions were negative and responses were positive. And it was just black and white for them like that. And I'm coming to tell you, not necessarily so. Not necessarily so. Not everything is even worthy of a response. Now, that's a mic drop right there. I could stop and leave right there, right? Because yeah. that might be shocking to some of you, especially in this era of social media. We got to comment on everything right and not everything is worthy of your time attention and energy to respond remember the question that came to me that sparked my journey must you respond to everything right. and the answer is no there's a quote, Janine, that I found from Abraham Lincoln, and it says, better to remain silent and to be thought a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. Boom. That's right. That's that right. quote, and as I walked it back, that actually was spoken long before Abraham Lincoln. It's worded a little bit differently, but it says, even the foolish person who remains silent is considered wise. And the one who holds his tongue is considered a person of understanding. Mm -hmm. The Bible, mm -hmm. Proverbs 17, 28. And so long before Abraham, I'm giving it to you both ways. If you want it as a soul suite, Proverbs 17, 28. If you want it as a different kind of suite, go to Abraham Lincoln. Either way. So great. Same thing is true. And I've learned this mostly the hard way. You don't heard some of my stories now that even my silence is informative, Janine. Yep. I can communicate more with my silence. You can communicate more with your silence than you ever will with ill-chosen words and poor timing. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. has wrecked, right? Because yeah. what we learned was that not just reactions in the last episode, but that responses were impulsive. So they are not always in that positive category if we are just impulsively responding. Right. 
here's what I want our listeners to know today. I want you to write this down somewhere or, you know, just re-listen to this when you are stationary and write it down. There is a strategy to a well-crafted response that leaves a lasting impact on the listener because many an opportunity, a friendship, a relationship, marriage, your children, jobs have been lost to just what I said earlier, to ill-timed, poorly crafted responses. And I was about to have one back then. So Janine, with that in mind, let's talk about this. Let's give me some of your thoughts and insights on this concept of responses, because we do want to be in that positive vein of responses rather than the impulsive producing negative outcome vein of response. Right. You know, and I love this conversation, Val. And as you were talking, I'm thinking a lot about what uh, what we perceive as, you know, uh, inner control and outer control. And the whole point in all of this is for us to more and more daily, every day, become the dominant force in our lives. So that what you had shared, you know, instead of reacting to everything that comes down the pike, right? And that means that you are not in control, not only of yourself in the moment, but really of your destiny, because our responses shape so much of how the world sees us, right? Yes. And that's how the world sees us can oftentimes determine the, the doors that open or close, right? Yes, and what that we, communication style we talked about last time, Absolutely. Right? And, you know, in terms of the science of all of this, you know, there, there's so much learned behavior that controls us that if we could slow down a little bit, and again, you know, as I shared in previous episodes, there's it only takes 90 seconds to process an emotion, right? Mm-hmm. So if you give yourself 90 seconds, I am always with my water bottle, right? And I know people in our healthy community have this technique. We arm them with this tool. If you're dealing with a situation in the moment that you're feeling these body signals, right? You're starting to get hot. Things are bubbling up. You're ready to react, right? Take a drink of water. Take a breath. Allow 90 seconds to pass. And that emotion will leave your body in, and will leave you an open window to respond more authentically in the direction that you see your life going. So what you had shared before about how is this moment serving me, right? How am I the dominant force in my life? Because if we allow everything, right, everything that comes down the pike to emotionally manipulate us, right? Like you had shared, things get weaponized, right? And we literally lose, we lose our futures, we lose our presence, we lose relationships, and now we're no longer the dominant force in our life. Everybody else has control except us, right? Yes. And so, you know, there there are two fears that we're born with only. So if you're if fear is running you, right, that that lizard brain, we're only afraid of falling and loud noises. There are only two fears that we're born with. All right. Now hear me, listeners. Every other fear is learned. Talk right? about that. Every other fear is learned. So, you know, you might have grown up in a in a house where, you know, maybe one of your parents had a specific fear, right? They were afraid of um, amusement rides, right? And so you never got put on those because maybe a parent was afraid of those. And so you learned that fear, right? And that's a very, that's a minor one. Or maybe, um, you know, you had a parent who maybe had a, a really challenging uh, relationship with your you're, you know, your father or mother, right? And that parent had to end that relationship. And so your understanding of relationships is negative, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a learned fear as well. 
And so understanding, to, you can go back, right, and look at these things and go, okay, what is, what's running? What are the programs running in the background? Let me use this tool, stop, challenge, choose. Stop a minute. Challenge the belief. Challenge the fear. Is this a fear of mine, really, really? Or is this something that I learned in my past? And then you can unpack it and, you know, bring it to the light of day can really dry it up. It's brilliant. Yes. Right, so, right. And what's informed those programs back right. here, right? Past exactly. experiences, past exactly. patterns yep. are what I'm hearing you say are yep. informing our present and right. aborting in some instances our future. Exactly. And so you know, we've got to stop that from playing out. That's it. That's 100%. Okay. And you know, I always like to say too, like with with this, this the triggers and the stress. It's, it's something you have to manage on a daily basis, right? And if your toolbox is full of tools to help you manage those moments, then we're, like you said, more, we're closing the gap between where we are and where we want to be, you know, in terms of that creative structural tension, right? And the deal is to try to close the gap a little bit every day, 1% better every day, right? 1% better every day, right? <laughs> Don't forget that. Yes. <laughs> and so I like to say, mind your mind. Oh. Mind your mind. Right. Mind your mind, mind, your mind. Right. And we look at this. This is the control center for everything. It's connected to our bodies. This is an intimate connection. Right. And I even know I, I have a friend of mine who's a, a, a doctoral um, person, doctoral student who does hormonal research in the UK. And her research is uncovering the fact that even what we think, even a thought can control our hormones right? So thoughts are things. What we water in our minds grows, right? And we are the dominant force. So if we can get more control of that over time, then we have a better outcome in the long term. So I can go through a couple of solutions, Val, if this is a good time. Sure. Awesome. Yep. So mind your mind, start the day with meditation, any kind of meditation, movement, walking in nature, right? Calming your mind and then picturing how you want your day to happen, right? Who you're going to see, the outcomes that you're interested in having, right? Um, the energy that you'd like maybe to give forth in a meeting, right? What is the long-term goal for the day? That's a short-term moment. And then, you know, thinking a couple months out, thinking a couple years out. And if you can visualize where you want to go, like we said, your brain is your GPS it's going to do its best to help you to get there, right? So we're back to living your vision. In, in little chunks, like we talked sure. about, right? We chunks. got this big vision, and now we have the incremental little visions that we're creating for each day that are helping to guide us. That's awesome. I love that. That's it. And there are things that we can do for our bodies, you know, and, and visiting the mental gym and minding your mind and meditating and being aware of things and learning how to control and understanding a learned behavior and a learned fear as opposed to one that we're born with. That's all important stuff. But there are other things we can and could do for our bodies, because when our bodies are not optimum, then, you know, we lose that ability to really think clearly. So a couple of things that are basic for me and for you, and, you know, I know we practice these, hydration. Let's manage the stress response. Hydration is huge, right? Don't forget your body needs clean, pure water. Um, 64 ounces minimum daily. So I want everybody who's listening, think about yourself as a hydration champ, right? You want to hydrate every day. You want to hit that 64, get a bottle that has these numbers on it, right? So you can keep track of what you're drinking. 
Number two. Can I tap yeah. into that hydration yeah, yeah. just for one yeah. minute? Just a quick, so yeah. sweet. Can I just yeah. sweet pop <laughs> something? So we talked about in episode five and six, I think, when we got to the triggers and trauma, we talked about being inwardly in our emotions, in our mind, dehydrated. Yes. And so we're dry. And yeah. when we are dry, we are fodder. Yes. Yes, we are. Instantaneous combustion. Absolutely. Right. So any fiery dart that comes in that hits us, hits dry ground and it erupts in flame. Hence the nuclear phoenix, because at that time in my life, I was dry. I was dry as a desert, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. So that dehydration, thank you for bringing it up again. Let's pull that thread through from our bodies. Janine just talked about the power of it in our bodies. I want you to have this moment. If you are dry in your spirit, in your soul, get to someone who can help you, who can pray for you, who can talk with you, who can encourage you and motivate you to begin to rehydrate you in your soul so that when the fiery darts that are inevitable come, it will not hit dry ground. It'll hit a watery land. It'll hit a nourished part of your soul and instantaneously be put out. When that fiery darts hits a well-watered ground, it extinguishes it instantaneously and you don't have to go nuclear. So that's your soul sweet moment. Get into the word of God that will water you. Pray, meditate, however you do that so that you are watered ground and not dry land. So, Janine, I just I want tell to you, I love this panel. That is, I couldn't resist. No, and, and thank you for that because that's metaphoric brilliance right there. It really, really is. And it really leads into my second point, which is maintaining a healthy social support network is really, really important, right? So um, what, what you had just shared, um, I look for people who are spiritual oxygen. Mm -hmm. right. I also look for people, right? Hashtag spiritual oxygen. Hashtag spiritual oxygen. As a community, right? So these people bring life, they bring breath into your life, and there's an even exchange of give and take, right? And when you get around what I call your, you know, your people, you're feeling, you don't feel depleted, right? You feel filled up and you're able to give and take in a healthy way. So look for those people that give spiritual oxygen, right? Iron sharpens iron. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that's right. Thirdly, regular physical exercise is really, really important. And so we want to make sure the vessel through which we move through life is healthy so that we can do that work, the work that we want, the work that we want to bring to other people, um, you know, fulfilling our own vision for our own life and the people around us uh, walking you know, you don't need a gym membership. Walking, if you walk 30 minutes a day, the science says, it literally will extend your life by years. Wow. 30 minutes a day. If you extend the walking, you extend the life expectancy, wow. right? And this is where the people in the blue zones, the five places in the world where people live the longest, we know there's only one place in America, Loma Linda, California, right? 
and it's where the Seventh Day Adventists live. Right? They're very they're very spiritual. Right? They're very focused on their inner being, and they do a lot of walking everywhere. <laughs> right? <laughs> and the other places are in Europe. Right? Where wow. and Okinawa, only Japan. One place in only one country. place in America. Yep. Only it's one place. In the blue zone. Wow. That's right. So a sleep routine, sleep hygiene is super important, right? So picture yourself moving through your day, you know, uh, sleep deprived, right? Just a, a, like I wouldn't say a raw nerve, right? Ooh. So understanding that sleep just refreshes the brain. There's a wash that happens at night while we sleep, especially during that rapid eye movement sleep and getting a sleep, great sleep routine is super important. So dimming lights is huge because you want to activate that melatonin production. That's huge, right? Um, understanding that even like taking a warm shower could help you, right? But usually I start my sleep routine about an hour before I expect to fall asleep, right? Dimming lights. I add some smells, maybe some lavender oil, right? In the room, um, taking a warm shower, right? Whatever works for you, a nice cup of tea at the at the end of the night. So thinking about, right? Yeah, I got you. Thinking about, I know you're my (laughs) few friend. Thinking about getting a sleep routine going. Um, Lastly, in terms of nutrition, and you and I, Val, talk about this in our health coaching practice, um, avoiding inflammatory foods, right? Foods that you know are going to raise your inflammation. Foods cooked high in fat at a fast rate. So like picture those flash fried McDonald's French fries, right? They are going to raise your inflammation immediately. Um, White refined sugar is a is a collagen destroyer it is a seek and destroyer right refined sugar looks wait, for protein wait, i'm sorry back up yes you, you just said something that i know our sisters want to know wait yes. hold on all our sisters yes back that up. yep you did you just say refined white sugar is mm-hmm. a collagen destroyer Yes, ma'am. And this is my aging research at work here. So what happens is when you ingest white refined sugar or any high high fructose corn syrup, something like that, um, that the, pro, the, the, the molecules in the sugar seek out the collagen protein. So now there's 19 known collagens in the body, right? And I'm specifically thinking of ocular collagen, skin collagen, right? And so that sugar binds to the protein and we're getting real sciencey right now. And More science, girl, we need this. All right. It oxidizes, right? So these collagen molecules that literally can look beautiful and pink and soft and are lined up like this one by one next to each other, Val, then what that happens is that sugar, um, pro- that sugar molecule binds to the protein, it dries it out and the collagen starts to crosslink like this right? It's called cross-linking, okay? And what happens is then it dries out. And so if you're ingesting sugar over long periods of time, you'll have a couple of things happen. Your skin is going to start to age faster, right? And this has to do with alcohol consumption too, because alcohol has the same effect on your body, on the collagen, right? So that cross-linking happens, right? And your skin's looking different. You may actually have a worse eye appointment that year, right? Because your ocular collagen is affected, right? And you might have joint pain because the collagen in the joints, that type three skeletal collagen is starting to cross link, right? So you might have joint pain. A lot of people we work with in our healthy program, once we pull them off sugar and flour, the pain goes away in their joints, right? Their skin smooths out, their hair gets better, right? And all of a sudden they're joining us on the aging backwards journey, just because we've eliminated one of the things that really destroys collagen. I have a friend who's a plastic surgeon who said to me, and I quote, if every woman stopped eating sugar, I'd be out of a job. 
Wow. And let, right? let me just give it because I know we got some brothers that's listening to us too. Same, same for the brothers. The same happens for you. We just exactly. it to the sisters. That's but right. The same thing that's is right. happening for you. We know skin, you have skin. Exactly. and handsome and, you know, yep. continuing to look virile too. So it's yep. for you too. Forgive us. Exactly. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Yep. We love you too. Um, and it's the same for white flour. White flour is just as inflammatory. Um, so if we could pull out that white refined sugar, pull out that white flour, start eating things that are brown, brown bread, brown rice, right? Um, things that burn slower, right? Higher, higher uh, complex, poly, poly complex carbohydrates, right? much better for the body, better fuel. And so I just want to challenge our listeners today, start thinking about how food your is fuel for you. How can it serve you? A lot of us are addicted to different things, right? And by stopping for a moment, and you and I do this in our healthy program, Val, and we work with people, challenge what you're about to put in your body and say, just like we said before, is that going to serve me? How's that going to serve me? Because that's my fuel for the day. Right. And if I'm expecting optimum here, I need to feed this in an optimum way. Right. So hopefully that inspires some of our listeners even to reach out to you to find out more about this, because this is a movement that we're hoping to create that, you know, we want a certain response out of our life. Well, you know what? This physiological body better be ready for it. Right. You can't on the couch because you drank too much the night before or because you binged on a whole bag of Hershey kisses or whatever. We need to be ready to level up. Right. Absolutely. And we need to do that with our nutrition. Right. Because th- we're the athletes of our life. Right. We're the athletes of our life and we're training like an athlete. Man, we are showing up strong. AAA plus plus plus. Right. And we do that because we wake up in the morning and we go, all right, I'm going to fuel. I'm going to slay the day with my fuel. Right. So I hope that's inspiring. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I was like, whoa, my hair is blowing back. <laughs> <laughs> So great. great. It is because what I'm hearing, right, is back to creating that physical environment that houses our mental and emotional response system. And then Mm -hmm. when that is functioning at an optimal level and we get our mind right and we get our emotions right, we will not be that kindling fodder for the fiery darts coming at us. We're going to be able to extinguish that right early and then be able to move ourselves out of that out of balance reactive impulsive yeah. state into a very balanced aligned body soul spirit where we are crafting the answers and yeah. solutions yes. to life's questions and problems in a way that gets us the outcomes we desire that's I, what i, I just heard oh. That's a great summary, Val. And and the word that came to me as you were speaking was empowered, right? We want to wake up every day and we visited the mental gym. We fed our bodies as we need to, and we're empowered to live into whatever it is we're envisioning for our lives, right? There's nothing stopping us, right? So I love it. I just love it. Absolutely. So now let me, as we wrap up this episode, I talked about a few minutes ago, there's a strategy to responding effectively. Janine gave you a physical strategy. 
Let me give you another side of that strategy, another perspective on crafting to add to what she gave you on the physical side. So as you think about making this shift from impulsive reaction and impulsive responses to crafted, thoughtful, timed responses, three things I want you to think about. Number one, you've got to listen deeply and attentively. Whatever the question is that life just posed of you, listen deeply and attentively. Take it in for a minute. If it's coming through another individual, Janine's talking to me, I've got to actually listen and not pretend to listen. And all the while she's talking to me, I'm really just here getting my reactive response ready to come back at her. Most people hear, but don't listen. So a well-crafted response requires first that you actually listen to the question that life or the other person has posed to you. Number two, time that response. I'm gonna borrow, curate what you've been sharing. Use the stop, challenge, adjust to give yourself time to process through what you are feeling. And this is the key to that. And consider the outcome you desire from your response. Think about how you may have responded in the past and use that as feedback to inform you either how to continue to respond if it served you well, or how to readjust your response if it hasn't served you well. And then last, this is a, I think, Janine, mm. display empathy. Yeah. Before you respond, you've listened, you're getting your timing together. And then before you send it, say it, write it, put yourself in the other person's position and develop your response with them in mind. Yeah. Write it out. Say, read it to yourself. Read it to somebody else, right? This is that accountability I talked about the last time. Have people in your life around you who are not afraid to speak truth to you in love. Get those people, the hashtag spiritual oxygen people, get them around you. Call one of them up, send it to them and say, read through this. Does my tone sound right? Does my positioning on this sound right? Does this sound reactive or repulsive? There is a strategy to responding. Listen, timing, and empathy will get you to a well-crafted response that allows you to be a bridge builder and not nuclear reactor.
and those are important. We want you to thrive in every area of your life. And so as we've talked about reactions and responses, again, we want you to draw the golden nuggets out for yourself. Do the work. And if you can't do it by yourself, all we've talked about is build the team around you, whether it's the waste management team around yourself. That's what we're calling it because this is all about trash, right? Build that team around you. Get a coach. Go to a trusted friend or family member. Go to a pastor that you trust or other leader that you trust. Build that team around you to help you. It's okay to say, I need help. It's actually the stronger person who can say, I can't carry this by myself. I can't do this by myself. I need support. We're here as health coaches and spiritual coaches and business coaches and life coaches. We occupy all of those roles. You can always DM me if you need some help. I'm on Facebook at Let's Talk Trash. I'm on Instagram at Let's Talk Trash underscore podcast. Reach out if you need some help. We're here to help you. But you have others, I know in your life that are available and willing to help you as well. Be strong, be well, and until we see you again, make every day trash day. See you soon. Bye now.